Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Y'all a brew heads? Yeah, we brew heads. So pour a glass of crap beer. We can do this. What's good, y'all? This is C Certified Brewhead. And I am Nathan from Nathan Does Beer. And welcome to episode 146 of Beer Notes the Podcast Adjunct Series. Nathaniel, I would argue that this is probably our second favorite time of year as far as the theme of this podcast. Is that fair? Based on second. I would say so, yes. And second, what would be our first? I want to just clarify to make sure we're on the same page. Okay, now I'm not sure we are on the same page because I've said before that this is my favorite time of year for uh, for beer. Ooh, okay, favorite time of year for beer, but our second favorite uh, podcast series or, or kind of something that we've done. Okay, I'm going to be more specific rather than try to be vague. Our favorite time is the top 10. Yeah, you're shooting over my head right now. I apologize. We didn't talk about oh, okay. this off air. Favorite time of year, I would say favorite podcasts would be the top 10. Because they are always like really cool to look I'd back. I'd so, yes. And this is probably, is this our second year doing this or have we done this before prior to 2022? You, uh, Nate, it's like an encyclopedia. Doing this. That's right. Okay. So instead of being vague for everybody, this evening, this is our, uh, we haven't got a name yet. We're going to come up with the name in this episode, but our uh, working title is like Pumpkin Palooza 2023. Last year, we did an Oktoberfest excuse me, uh, episode where we focused on kind of just fall beers and coming back to what you said earlier, this is my favorite time of year for beer as well. I, I totally, we're on the same page there. Um, this is becoming, I guess, a new thing that we're doing every year. Last year we had fest beers. I think we had Marzins and pumpkin beers. This year it's only pumpkin beers and there's only pumpkin yes. beers that are available at the LCBO in Ontario to try and give a bit of a snapshot of what's available to the market at large that are widely available. So anybody watching in the province uh, should be able to get it. If you're in Quebec, you should you know, duck over the border and you should be able to uh, grab something there. Um, and then we have a little bonus at the end, uh, a little, a little, um, I was going to say a, a fall favorite that probably won't ever yeah. happen again. <laughs> Oh well, yeah, uh, it's mostly just for us, to be honest. But uh, but but that's okay. <laughs> but, but it's okay. So yes, all pumpkin beers, and uh, we have a. I would say this is the most beers we've ever drank on a podcast before. I don't recall ever doing this many. It's um, it's pretty absurd. And I'm looking yeah. forward to it. Where, and we've talked about before where we like, uh, like where we, when we have a guest and whatnot, like, you know, we'll go through like half or like half of them or three quarters, or sometimes we'll finish one. This is one of the cases where we're going to be drinking a little bit of each one so that we like, so that we can knock through the lot of them because we really tried to get as many LCBO available pumpkin beers as we could. Absolutely. And uh, Nate has hand curated the beers in an order that essentially kind of like, you know, uh, works our way through a bit of sometimes it's based on ABV and sometimes it's based on like, you know, there's a couple of different styles that we have in here. So I'm really looking forward to it. I haven't had the majority of these beers and even the ones I have had, it's been a while. So I'm uh, curious to see where it all lands. And our first beer Nate, that you thought would be a great one to start off with is the most widely available pumpkin beer in the LCBO. Tell us what it is. And undoubtedly, uh, I, I got to think it's the earliest available pumpkin beer in the LCBO because, like, this year it was even as uh, like as available as early as late July. 
Um, <laughs> really? So this is, yeah, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Uh, so we are talking, of course, about Great Lakes Pumpkin Ale. Yes. Yes, indeed. Let me get a little, there we go. So this was, I don't know about you, I, I probably would say this was my first ever pumpkin ale back in the day. So this is not my first ever pumpkin ale. We are going to get to one that I'm pretty sure was my there first ever pumpkin ale. But this, uh, but like the, I definitely would have had this one pretty early on. And um, most people in the province will, uh, like who have had this beer before, will remember that uh, not so long ago, um, it was one of those ones that was available in like the screen printed 650 mil bottles. Yes. Oh, you know what? Okay, so pre-untapped, I used to keep. I got this is a spreadsheet of all the beers that I had. I physically went to Tumblr, copied the name and the the number and the 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 country, and put it in the spreadsheet because I didn't know Untapped exists. The very first one I had was Shipyard. Oh, oh no, that's not true. The, okay, so Saint Amboise Citrouille, the 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 pumpkin one, beer number oh, yeah. three hundred ninety. Then literally the next one was Shipyard Smash Pumpkin from Portland, Maine, and then Great Lakes Pumpkin number 411 like 20 beers later that's interesting to me so it was one of the first okay there you Good go fucking times nathaniel all right now this i busted out my four my four origins pumpkin fest yes glass. i do love the four origins and they obviously would have been in this episode if we were uh you know exploring outside of we ontario back as well yeah yeah because we actually you actually picked uh, some of um some of those beers up for us the other day when you're in Montreal, that's right. Um, that's so, right. and that's the only reason. So, if anyone in Mon- in Quebec is or from Four Arms is like, boys, what the fuck are you doing? Why aren't you showing love? That's why it's not like showing love. We, uh, you guys, are awesome with the pumpkin beers. The Four Arms cats are uh, dedicated yeah. to they're, the. Red- yeah, they're they're one of they're like they're a beer that is uh, they're a brewery that is unequivocally team pumpkin. It's um it's very funny to me because a lot of the cats there and we we talk about this we've talked about it on the pod, um you know both Mike Mike the owner and Mike uh, Beer Brit all have a strong disdain for lactose and like you know smoothie sours and all kind of crazy innovative stuff, and yet they are like they love um they love the pumpkin stuff which I find uh, yep. hilariously ironic. It is interesting, but. I'm here for it. So, so this is like an amber ale, I guess. It just says it's a it's a beer brewed with pumpkin and spices. Um, I think the majority of these first lot of beers we're going to be drinking are uh, amber ales. Are like, Would you call are it like, amber? Or like or like a kind or of a like blonde. blonde ales, or like our amber ales kind of thing, or so like something that bridges kind of in between because most of them are like kind of an orangey copper in color. Um, yeah, like, like not quite, not quite like a full on red, but uh, but like still um, higher up in SRM than uh, than like a Blondale would be. That makes sense. Well, first things first. Cheers to cheers. pumpkin beers. Get it in ya. Yeah, it's nice, inoffensive, um, huge pumpkin, spicy nose. Like the yep. spices on the nose are massive. Um, the it's a little sweet, um, bready kind of like definitely mm-hmm. given like a blonde base, like an ale base. Um, yeah, <clears throat> but like slightly darker blonde. It's like somewhere between a blonde and an amber, which is interesting. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. 
Um, one camera looks so, and I don't, and I don't think they specify the spice blend that's in this one. <coughs> yeah, I don't um, recall. Do they just they? say no. They just yeah, say no, spices. No, they. Yeah, they just say spices. Um, but like, you got to figure definitely cinnamon, definitely nutmeg, mm. um, maybe All something spice, maybe. like something like car- cardamom, star anise is probably one that's in there regularly. Yeah, and. Uh, Something is making me wonder if, the, like, if there's a bit of cloves in here as well. Um, it's given because I'm getting a, I'm getting like a, a bit of the astringency there that you kind of like that you kind of sometimes get on that. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. I can see really why. Like, I feel like it's funny. We always talk about the innovation stuff. I guess more and more, less and less lately. But I find that I don't really drink that many pumpkin beers, and I'm like, oh, whenever I drink, I'm like, oh, wow, this is fucking, it's different. It's um, it's cool. I'm not like in love with it, but I feel mm-hmm. like, would you say that, would it be fair to say that this is one of the, what would you call it? Like a, a pri- like a prime example of kind of what you would find. Like, is this the most common? Because I imagine you've, you know, obviously you've been in Ontario your whole life uh, aside from Montreal, but I didn't, like there wasn't many pumpkin beers in quebec so i was like scrambling to get my hands on um pumpkin beers in the beginning there was saint ambois and a couple like the two others i think usually there was like three that were regular and that was it so yeah is this fairly representative of the majority of pumpkin beers you would find here in ontario i would say so and or like or at least certainly the version of pumpkin uh, like a pumpkin ales that is the most widely available um like if you like it's certainly there's a bit more range to them now, and especially if you also include ones that are like really just more like pumpkin spice uh, like ales and whatnot, because there's a bunch like, like there's a bunch of that too. Um, I think most of the ones we're having tonight uh, like do actually have pumpkin in them, but uh, yes, uh, like but in any case, like I think this yeah, is this pretty does. representative of the most common um, uh, the most common pumpkin ales around. It's going to be. Somewhere between a blonde and an amber ale, um, brewed like brewed with pumpkin and with a bunch of spices in it. Like this is very representative, I would say. And you know what? It's a pretty good one. Um, like yeah. I like I I have I have a can of this every year. Um, it's nothing wild and crazy, but uh, but I like it. It's uh, like you know there, there's a bit of interesting depth of flavor to it, and uh, you know it's nice and seasonally appropriate. It's a good one. Yeah. Okay. That's good to hear. Yeah. I, I like, I'm not like, I feel like maybe the more I have of these tonight, cause this is obviously the first beer. It's hard to kind of judge anything off the first, uh, the first thing you crack, but yeah, it's, it's, um, it's unlike most of the things that I would typically drink. So it's, it's like, it's feeling more foreign than I would have thought. So it's cause mm-hmm. I, I think most of the beers I would drink these days do not have spices in them. That's usually like a Belgian thing, I guess. Yeah. So it's, um, it's good, and it's interesting that this one has. But I guess it's probably the oldest of all of the ones that we're doing. Or oh, oldest we have. There's actually another one in there that I remember having forever ago, that may or may not be older than this. I actually like to know. I wonder how we could find out, like when this one started. Yeah. I wonder if there's a way that would take a bit of re- that, that. That would take more research than we can do on the spot. I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I'm just quickly do it, Tyker, while we talk. When did the Great Lakes Pumpkin Ale come out? Wow, it's it's prompting me to do it. Let's see if why would. Uh, it's probably gonna be impossible. Yeah, 
you're right. It's going to need to be digging into stuff. So, oh, okay. There's a thing. In, yeah. Um, oh, because it's Great Lakes in um, fucking the US. Because there was one here oh. from 20. Yeah. That's throwing it off. Yeah. All right. I won't even bother. But yeah, that, I, that yeah. would be curious. If anybody is listening and they know, I would, uh, both of us would love to, to hear about that. Cause it's, yeah, I have to imagine that this, that like that this is one of the first. Yeah. Do you know off the top of your head who did the first pumpkin ale like ever? I imagine. No, I don't. No, I, would, I don't. I, did, I didn't think to look that up. Have you ever had, like I mentioned before, that shipyard one? Um, that was one of the early ones, like a more OG American brewery. The other OG one was um, Pumpkin from uh, Southern Tier. Is that what's called? Mm-hmm. Southern Tier, yeah. In- I've not had I, I've not had that one. I know there was a time that that was like that that was available at the LCBO. This is going like this is going back maybe five six years. Um, I, I I never got it when it was here though. Gotcha. No, that was that was intense, bro. It was like it, the first beer I'd ever had that. It tasted like pie crust. You could taste the the graham in there. It was pretty pretty yeah. wild. The other one, I think pumpkin was the most like that was back when when Scott, my uh, good friend and old co-host, say we used to. I don't know why we used to buy two of the same beer and then just drink them when we could have just split it because everything came in large bottles. So I remember sitting. Yeah. I think it was like ten percent and just struggling to drink this thing. Both of us sitting there when we. <laughs> Could have just split a, a bottle, for uh, fuck's sake. But it was, yeah, it's really intense. There's another one. They did like yeah. a port, a pumpkin porter too. So we're going to get into the darker ones later on. But I do love that pumpkin beers are like kind of one of two things, really. It's like like this kind of, I would say most of them are probably in that amber realm more so than the blonde. Um, but you do get ones like that. And then the porters. I guess it's probably because they're just yeah. a great canvas for the spices, would you say? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I would say so too. Uh, like, I mean, you, you you can get pretty creative with it because it's not a very strong flavor and not one that comes out uh, like too overpowering, like in beer. So I think, uh, like, like, so I think you can have pretty free range to do it in just about anything. Um, it does work pretty well in the darker styles, as we'll explore in a little bit. Um, yes. Yeah, they, like if and if you want to look at more range of it, you like all you need to do is look at years past of what Five Paddles did with their like with their pumpkin palooza, um, and the couple of years that they did like four or five pumpkin beers, uh, like across a wide range of styles. Some are obviously better than others, but uh, uh, at LA and they would uh, they would admit to that as well. But even just thinking like because you know we've got a couple of porters here tonight, but one of the ones that they did was a pumpkin oatmeal stout um which mm. I, like that was one of my favorites that they did um like either last year or the year before i can't remember i feel like i don't think i had that one or if i did i don't recall but i agree that the dark beer seemed to be the best base for it it works well if it's got pumpkin mm-hmm. or you know if you actually add the pumpkin to it and the spices it just seems to hold it well like it just seems to yeah. really 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 work so i'm glad that there's um more of those and yes you can listen to episode 141 with garrett from five paddles we did that recently <laughs> excuse me and we talked to him about it and they're not doing pumpkin palooza this year um i guess they're kind of re- relaunching the whole brand and everything so they're going to do a pumpkin beer but not not the whole like you know what would you say usually five five or six different ones but um yeah yeah and they've already launched that actually it's like, like it's their pumpkin spice latte one that they like that they do most years for the yeah. like, for the pumpkin palooza that's what they put out this yeah, year yeah, yeah that's right he did say that the um the blonde stout or whatever which yep. is an interesting one as well 
to do it, the uh, pumpkin spice latte. We actually have a few of those. So we didn't actually talk about this off air, but what, what do you want to do for the cadence of how often we want to switch beers? Like every like 15 um, minutes or something yeah because we're gonna yeah so, uh well we, we should probably be lot. going more more like 10 more like 10 15 because okay. uh, like well because of the number that uh, that we've got so we could even move like move right into the next one because we've got uh we, we do have quite a ways to go i'd be uh very down and i just want to acknowledge that uh the more i'm drinking this the more i'm liking it so i think it was just yeah. um a, a bit of a shock to the palate for the for the start but now i'm, I'm quite enjoying it and uh i'm excited so this next one I haven't had this before. Have you had this one? I have had this before. Yes, um, this is a, like this is another one that's been around for quite some time. Um, it's been around for I want to say at least at least five years, may, um, maybe more. Um, so this is Lake of Bay's pumpkin ale. Yes. So this one yeah, I think should drink fairly similar. To uh, like to the Great Lakes one, if I'm going off of memory, mm-hmm. um, I'll uh, like read what they say at the back here. Celebrate sweater weather with this refreshing malt forward ale featuring Magnum and Fuggles hops, uh, pumpkin, vanilla, and spice. Okay, so vanilla in this one as well. Vanilla, it's uh, interesting. Subtle notes, subtle notes of nut and caramel make it an ideal partner for harvest fare. All right, so All right. here we go. Let's get that one poured vanilla is an interesting adjunct to add to one of the amber ones and this is significantly more amber than the um yes the great lakes one um it is yeah vanilla is interesting um interesting thing to, to i don't know if that. they've always had vanilla in it now I'm, uh, <clears throat> like now i'd be kind of curious yeah it's i i do really like um the the look of the amber beers i know we always have a bit of a joke with the team roos um but I actually kind of like them. They were my first favorite style from back yeah, yeah. in the day. No, it's a good look. It's it's quite sexy. Um, I would be curious on the history on this though. Like, like did someone fuck around and just do it on an amber because they thought that's what it was? Like, what was the um, what was the deal? But this this smells very toasty. Um, mm-hmm super um like the spices seem seem quite uh quite strong come on oh it's not reading the fucking thing i like the idea though of reading the um the back of the can out or the untapped uh, thing excuse me yeah and we didn't do that for the great lakes one but no we didn't uh, maybe, should we read that one out in hindsight yeah, sure, sure. Let's do it. Here, I'll uh, well, while you're getting your picture there, I'll uh, jump back to uh, to GLB for a minute here. Do it up. Uh, autumn falls and paints the sky. The midnight hour is quite nearby. Creatures crawl in search of beer to quell and quench their every fear. This has got a rhyme scheme of like one of, uh, like one of my son's uh, uh, the books here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and. Ochre elixir shall be found, something dissimilar from these around. Ingredients that ferment like the hounds of hell are found inside a pumpkin shell. A spiced aroma in the air, a smell that comes but once a year. That does not quite rhyme. No. (laughs) Uh, And this vessel of ale that we create is closing in to seal your fate. Okay. And as it falls that first, as it falls that first sip, your palate starts to shiver. For no more mortal can resist what the pumpkin ale shall deliver. That is uh, some serious fucking work right there. Shouts to, <laughs> shouts to Uncle Troy at Great Lakes. Well, yeah, Nathaniel, if I can get that in you. Cheers. Okay, 
So it's just like a little more intense than the Great Lakes one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely everything you would expect from like a toasty amber. Um, super yeah. malt forward. The spices are kind of subtle. Yeah, it's it, like it's quite a bit more malt forward than the, uh, the like than the GLB one is, um, and like has just that uh, that malty caramel sweetness going on to it. <laughs> um, <coughs> yeah, lots of caramel. Um, the bitter mm-hmm. grassy herbal kind of vibe is is strong, and then my guess is probably from the Magnum and Fuggles that they had, which is yeah. those real traditional British hops to give it that kind of British, mm-hmm. like it's almost like a, it's kind of actually more so than an amber ale. It's actually more like a British IPA. Remember like, have you had a, when's the last time you had a British IPA? The last time I had a British IPA. Was it the um, Kanawaki Livingston collab? I never had that one. Okay. I'm more thinking of um, it's probably back in like it's been, like it's been a little while. It's probably like 2017, 2018, or like when I was um, on vacation in Europe and like just picking random beers from an Italian grocery store yeah, and like, uh, like, I, like looking for an IPA and like almost everything in the store was a, was a British IPA, like super, like basically this color and uh, just exactly. like, just kind of malty and uh, like, and sticky, but like the ones that I had picked out weren't very good. It's not to say that the craft beer scene isn't good there. It's actually like in, in certain pockets, it's very good there. But like what I was just randomly grabbing off a grocery store shelf was not very enjoyable. No, I totally feel you. Um, my uh, mother-in-law was just there and um, she got she was like oh do you want me to get some beers for you i was like oh man i'm not gonna make you run around and do it you're gonna have to go to all these places i was like hang on and i went have you heard of verdant brewery yes they're just i think they're in if i want to say manchester but they're like they're not close to london anyway and i they delivered i was like all right and they had like a mixer pack of like two ipa an ipa and a double ipa and i was like boom what's the address boom sent it to her came like two days later boom so i know that the uk does have some good stuff but i think you just gotta um search it out a little bit and sort of know what you're looking for yeah and i wasn't like and i wasn't even in the uk i was in italy so oh you did say that i'm sorry because you said europe this was um like this was just like a british style ipa from whatever random brewery it was no that makes sense um the i have heard i know it's off topic but i have heard that i'm just checking if i've had the next one ahead of time in my old school template yes i have beyond 965 um rome has one of the best craft beer scenes apparently in europe i've heard which uh which is pretty sick yeah, that might very well be when I when I was there, I was not spending a ton of time uh, like looking around for it because we uh, because we were on a cruise and we were not spending a lot right. of time in, uh, like in each city. So it, uh, but yeah, I have I, like I have heard that it's uh, like that it's actually good. I was just not uh, in a position to be looking around for it. Um, one like one that I did manage to find a couple of gems for, even with the short amount of time we were there, was when we were in Barcelona. Uh, like like Spain apparently also has a like also has a really dope scene. There's a couple of good ones oh, there, like the, like ones that stuck out. Um, Mad Brewing from like from Madrid, and uh, Garage Beer was I like is I think a Barcelona one, which were like which were ones that I tried that were really good. Interesting. That's great. That's good to know. 
um that that was a bit of a tangent there but um this i, I quite like this one this is like it's, it's got a lot of that caramel sticky sweetness it seems to be the predominant flavor with like the spices and the vanilla and everything else are kind of subtle um mm-hmm. in the background but it works quite well and i'm not gonna lie like i haven't had a lot of lake of a's beers that um i'm super fond of but this is this is fucking not bad this is pretty this is this is doing what it should do for a pumpkin beer i would argue right to be honest this one is not really doing it for me as much um i'm i'm finding that the like it would be fine it would be fine as just a straight up amber ale um as a pumpkin beer it's not really like it's not really hitting it quite as much for me i'm finding that the malty sweetness is is kind of all i'm tasting yeah um and I'm finding that the, the like that the spices and more of the uh, like and more of the subtle pumpkin flavor is really fading into the background. Um, yeah. So I'm getting less of it than I was with the like with the GLB one. Yeah. No. Um, I, I, I just, I'm, like, I, sip I, the I'm GLB. Not, not enjoying it, but it's yeah. Um, I'm writing that down. That's a good point. Um, sip the GLB as well. I just took a sip of that. The GLB is a lot more bitter. Um. And this one is sweet, and the more I'm sort of drinking it, it's actually giving off on Untapped. It says it's a Belgian strong ale or something, and um, <clears throat> it actually kind of is giving that vibe, um, like that real. Oh, you know how like those Belgian beers are just really sweet and they're really sticky, and the they, the spices probably would be a lot heavier if it was a true Belgian ale. Like this is is you are right. I agree. It's all kind of blending into the background there. I don't know if I could get through a whole can of it. I feel like I could do like half mm-hmm. and, and I'd be like, all right, that's interesting. Did, what did you think when you compared those two? Yeah, you're right. The The GLB <clears throat> one is uh, like is more bitter um, for sure. Uh, yeah. Of these two, I prefer the GLB personally. I think I would agree with that. I, I'm not going to lie. I just had really low expectations and I saw some people trashing it on Untapped. Um, not that I listened to that in my own, making my own decisions about it, but um I guess I could say I'm pleasantly surprised with this. Yeah, one. I don't dislike it. Mm. Yeah, it goes all right. Um, so, I mean, like, this is also, Lake of Bays is pretty much in every LCBO, so this one would be pretty uh, available. Another oh, yeah, good thing yeah. about these beers, they're all pretty cheap. I didn't, I didn't even look at the mm-hmm. prices, but I imagine they're all, like, in the $3, 3 to $4 realm. Yeah, yeah, like like three twenty five, three seventy five, something like that. Like that's that's pretty much what all of these are. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, very accessible. Yeah, super accessible um, and super easy to get. And I guess what we probably determine here by the end of it is, if you're looking to go pumpkin, you don't want to be as ridiculous as we are and just grab everything we could. You could sort of see what the beers look like and hear our descriptions of them and be able to kind of like pick and choose for yourself and just, you know, be able to grab you know, five of the ones you like the best that sound sound the most interesting. Um, yeah, that's cool. And if you're like, uh, and if you're like mm-hmm. us and you kind of, once the, well, once you start getting into October, I mean, I don't know about uh, late July, early August, but you know, once <laughs> you're getting into late September, early October, you're starting to get into that uh, mm-hmm. pumpkin ale mood and, you want to be, uh, like get a few different ones, and uh, you know most LCBOs you'll be able to get at least three different ones, maybe five or six, depending like depending on if it's a big store. Uh, like so, there's some nice uh, variety there for you. Yeah, and they have an end cap at basically every store. Like you know, some of the ones I went to, it took me a little bit to get everything. I think it did for you as well. I think you said 
Yeah. Yeah, I, I had to I had to hit three different stores to get our full lineup tonight. And still we had one that didn't match up uh in the end. Yeah. That I was still wasn't able to get. But and funnily enough, I live actually pretty close to that brewery and wasn't able to get it. But the the more stores I went into, like closer to I actually just found one of the beers randomly yesterday, like last night, um, at another store, which was great. So it's you know, you should be able to walk into most LCBOs at this point and they should have a dedicated end cap with it, well, you mentioned three. I would say most of the ones I saw had like half a dozen uh, minimum. Yeah. So all depending on that store and what they ordered. But, you know, these are all very easy to get. You could probably just check the website or the app and just look for it and see which stores uh, yeah. carry it. And in fact, <clears throat> and in fact, what gave me the idea to like to do this episode was uh, from the Instagram account um, LCBO finds. Um, he was show, like showing the end cap that uh, like that he's got at his store there, and I think that one had seven, which made up our initial target lineup. So yes, there there are definitely some <clears throat> stores that have at least that much, <laughs> which is very cool. So they've they've really gone in yeah. this year. I feel like more than usual. I, like. When you sent me that photo, I was like, oh, fuck, yeah, we're doing it. I assumed we were going to do something because, like, I really enjoyed the episode we did last year with all the different type of Oktoberfest beers. Um, and you and I have been kind of going out of our way over the last little bit trying to get as many of them as, as possible. Like, I'm loving them right yeah. now. They're the, the best. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, this is this is super fun. Let's uh, Let's hit the next one. Yep, let's do it. Mm. So next up, I think we've got... Grand River. Grand River. So this yes. was one I was just checking. I had this before untapped. Um, Grand River were a brewery that uh, Farm League ended up taking over. And I think these guys are owned by Magnata. Magnata now. Magnata now. And Grand River were always funny. Me, me and Scott went there back in the day and uh, grabbed um, some beers. And they, they, they're art is so funny like this shit is like looks like clip art like the actual labels it looked like a homebrew someone made it on like word and printed yeah and they were in the lcbo like that so i always found that pretty amusing but so i was kind of excited so i haven't had this beer fucking like a decade probably longer. yeah now this is the first pumpkin beer i ever had okay i see perfect uh Perfect one to do. Ooh, which glass? Yeah, use? and it was, and that when I first had it was back when <clears throat> Grand River was still open, um, and their own, uh, like in their own shop, and it was in those, uh, in those bottles with the like with the clip art labels, like you're talking about. So funny. Well, at least they up their, um, okay, they up their uh, art, which is quite nice. And now looking at this. Yep. This kind of looks in between the last two beers, as far as SRM, as far as color-wise. It's not quite as dark yep. as the Laker Bays, but it's not as blonde as the uh, as our old mates at uh, GLB. And this is called yeah. High, high Ball of Pumpkin Ale, by the way. Yes, this, this one is actually more, like, actually a bit more red, whereas the the Lake of Bays is a bit more kind of like a dark <coughs> copper. This one, like, this one's a bit more red and a bit more clear. Like, you can see through this one pretty clearly. Yeah, compared to the other two. So it's, uh, I feel like the nose, oh no, the nose is spicy. Yeah. It's not like punch me in the face like the other ones, though. Now, if we look at the, while you're taking your photo, 
It says subtle pumpkin and spice yep. flavor balanced by a pale malt profile and hop contributions. This classic seasonal beer makes the perfect complement to any meal and adds a festive spice to fall occasions. And uh, it does have pumpkin and spices in it, but it does not um, doesn't say which spices. So, uh, all right. <clears throat> are you moist? Are you ready? Let's do it. Fucking get that in your buddy. Cheers. Cheers, mate. Okay. This is really fun. Already only three beers in. These are all so different. Mm-hmm. Okay. I feel like I'm not getting a huge nose on it, unless it's just a bit cold, which is possible. No, no, I'm not either. Okay. So the nose is minimal, but the body, it's like nice and crisp. Once again, the easiest way to describe it so far is this between the two. Like it, the spices are a lot stronger in this than they are in the Great Lake. No, than in the Lake of Bays. That one didn't really have a yes. lot of spice. It's still very toasty and caramel. I'm getting here. Hmm. Uh, there's there, there's something with the malt body on this one. That, like it's. It's kind Weird. of got, like it's doing what the Lake of Bays was, but like, but even more. And I feel like it's something about it is not like is not working for me. Like, like this one, even like even less so like than the Lake of Bays. It's. I agree. This one, this one is coming off like more like a red ale and not a very good red ale. Yeah. If you, like, if you know what I mean, like the like tangy or something. Yeah, and there's a bit of a like, like there's a bit of like a red tea thing going on with it as well, mm. and sometimes that can work, but sometimes it doesn't. And I feel like in this case, it really doesn't. And I think like I'm tasting that more than I'm tasting uh, like the pumpkin and like and kind of getting the getting like the warm pumpkin spice kind of thing. I'm more just getting like that red tea. Um, like at like and then the malt sweetness go, like going on with it yep. it's it's a bit <clears> off-putting <throat> to be honest yeah um, i'm not loving it As, yeah it's like uh, maybe the tea what you're talking about is delivering it's like a tangy like the like almost a tartness in here which doesn't mm-hmm. particularly belong so i don't know if that's an off flavor or if that's maybe the way the spices were used and the way the spices are reacting to the malts or something it's mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, I've had this a long time ago, and I don't recall, but it's. I don't think this is probably my least favorite of the three so far. Yeah, there's no. there's a weird astringency to it as well, which like which is not sitting well. <laughs> mm. Yeah, no, this might not be the one. Um, no, I, I mean, don't like, think so. <laughs> one thing that I, I always find interesting, though, if I even just scroll down. Um, oh, what's it called? On Untapped and see if anyone's like some people. Usually, where people like don't like stuff, they're pretty excited to tell you. Um, I want to see just I'm just quickly scrolling to see if anyone said anything. Uh, no one's saying anything, so maybe people are liking it. Maybe it's just you and I. Maybe we're haters. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. I don't want to be a hater, um, but. You know, people are... Uh, oh, my gosh. I just saw somebody here that I follow on Untapped. They opened a 2014 bottle. Terry and Emma, who were the ones who came up with the idea for the Lone Pine Bone Tree thing. Um, they yep. said they, this was in 2020. They opened a 2014 uh, bottle, and they said, uh, not a beer that you should age for six years. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> 
Uh, people seem to be into it. So look, don't take our, um, I just want to see if we were on, sometimes I'd like to look at this after I've tried a beer and just to see if I am, my feelings echo the scene or the, the people who are posting. But um, yeah. some, someone gave this five stars. Ah, uh, so one of the cartoon guys on Twitter gave it five stars. Okay, it makes sense. Ah, uh, well, yeah. Well, I mean, you know what? Like if, what do we if, know? If this they, is, what do we know? No, yeah, yeah. What do we know? If this is one of your seasonal faves, do uh, like do let us know. I'd be yeah. uh, like, I'd be curious to see what uh, the, like what people think with it. And don't like, yeah. Once again, like, don't take whatever we're saying for gospel. If you want to try shit for it's only three bucks or whatever, fuck, just try it. You know, like, do support whatever you want to support. Uh, you know, would I like that we're giving honest opinions though? I think this is good. Like, you know, yeah. but also in in with humility that our palates aren't fucking god tier and we don't know everything. Like, it's just more like preference. And, and more times than not, you and I seem to align on preference. So, yeah. Mm. I'd like to move on, Nathaniel. Yeah, let's move on. I didn't check the next one. Let's see what we got here in the Nathaniel order. Okay, so this is where we're going to diverge ever so briefly. Um, yes. So tell us what you're drinking, and I'll tell them what I'm drinking. Yes, so what I am drinking is the Osthouse Country Bumpkin Spiced Harvest Ale. Which is a solid one. That was the one I was mentioning that I couldn't get hold of here, funnily enough. And I'm, you know, it's a Niagara on the Lakes. So it's like 50 minutes from me. <clears throat> and But I have had that beer uh, the last, I've had at least two years, um, last year, including last year, at the brewery. Um, so it's always a nice one to have there this time of year. Yeah. And then I went All with right, a totally so- different one, just while you're saying that. This is Fly Monkey's yep. Theater of Madness. It's actually a, uh, I believe it's a pumpkin lager. Six percent. Yeah, I believe it? so. Which is hella weird. Yeah, pumpkin lager with pumpkin and spices. So, I'm sorry. What were you going to say before I rudely cut you off? Um, yeah. Um, no. 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 That's no, no. That's fine. You you did you did it in the right order. Um, so yeah, you can get going and like get doing your pour on that. So just I'll just take a look here at what they're saying about this one. So Please. a cozy fall ale made with a mishmash of house roasted pumpkin, butternut, acorn, and Hubbard squash puree from Howell's Farm. Wow. Uh, this extra process of caramelizing along with addition of traditional pie spices lends a unique character, body, and depth of flavor. The rich, warm aromas and flavors of sweet malt pie filling, subtle hints of squash and nuttiness phase naturally to a rather crisp, slightly dry finish. All right. That's a really cool explanation. I that like is a cool the, explanation. Uh, also kind of cool that it's got a bit of uh, a bit of extra in it. So it's got pumpkin puree and those three different kinds of squash in it as well. Yeah, I like that. And extra. I like that it's from um, somewhere local. Yeah. I think that's always uh, always important and also on brand for a, a brewery sort of, you know, in, in uh, Niagara-on-the-Lake. I will read. So yeah, this, and, 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 I, and no. that's pretty uh, – like, and that's <clears> pretty – on brand for a farm brewery too, with all of like having all of those ingredients in there. Ooh, look yep. at the clarity on that one. That, like that one's very clear. Super clear. Have you ever had that one before? I've not had this one before. I have had theater of madness before. You have. Okay. Well, that's good. I've had your beer and you've had mine and I haven't had this and yeah. you haven't had that. Well, fucking look at that. Um, so this beer, 
says, uh, this is from their untapped. It's got a little bit deeper uh, than here. It says, again, the specter of pumpkin beers lured us to stage this bizarre incantation of the unexpected, but this time, oh madness in the lager. <coughs> brewed, I don't know why I'm coughing tonight. Fuck, man. Brewed featuring pureed pumpkin, co-starring the trio of cinnamon, allspice, and nutmeg, which gave us some answers to some of the other ones, perhaps. Uh, and orchestrated with a creamy dollop of lactose. Uh, 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 you know the vibes, Nathaniel and I got the matching shirts. Um... <coughs> Excuse me, the depths of this haunting lager performance captivated our brew house with this eerie drama. People get a little excited about the old um, uh, breakdowns, eh? The old yeah. uh, sort of poetry and sort of elaborate explanations. And uh, we, we we won't talk about the uh, like about this at length because it's not because <clears throat> it's not the point. But uh, lots of people in Ontario will probably matter that uh, Flying Monkeys took some shit for this uh, beer last year because um, this is the one that uh, when it like when it came out they were putting stock from the previous year uh, out on LCBO shelves and uh, and defending that and a bunch of people were shitting on it and a bunch of the. Uh, like kind of diehard army of flying monkeys fanboys were jumping like we're jumping in to defend them it was a whole thing really i didn't hear about this yeah all right well oh yes you did <clears throat> we definitely like we definitely talked about it <laughs> i don't recall i know flying monkeys often has uh, controversy surrounding their beers so i'm not surprised at all but um allow us to get into the brews cheers my man Oh, that's that's quite a dark pour there. Yeah, hella dark. My get, it's like really dark on camera, but it's it's relatively clear. It looks kind of like a dunkel, I would say, as far as I saw. Mm -hmm. So it's ooh, okay. So this so this has quite a nose on it. I've not even taken a sip yet. Um, yeah. So the spices come through quite a bit on the nose on this, uh, like on the Oast House. Okay. Yes. Um, yeah, you do. You go through yours first because this is this is interesting. Hmm. Um. <laughs> I should be good to we could both give our takes on each beer after we've both said it because I've had yours and you've had this yep. before. I'd like to hear what you think. So the spice comes through quite a lot on this one. Um. I like I I like that the spice is present because if it, like if it's in there I want to taste it. Um, it's like it, it's really and again it's really really right up front. Um, it's definitely got an earthiness to it, um, which I'm not surprised with the pumpkin and the like and those squash in there as well. Mm -hmm. um, I'm kind of not sure about the spice combo on this, um, like. I'm a cinnamon and nutmeg guy. Like I like I like the baking spice note, and there's something else that's coming forward a bit more. And I th like and I think it's um, throwing off my palate a little bit. Um, I mean, it also could be that this is just the fourth pumpkin beer that I've had like <laughs> that I've had here. Um, so like I mean, there's something that feels like it like feels like it might be clashing a little bit. Um, I like that it's very spice forward. And the, the the earthiness in the background from the like from all of the gourds and whatnot is is quite nice actually. This is this is an interesting one. Um, I don't know that this is one that I would want to have like a four pack of. Um, 
but uh, but it, it is interesting, and I like kind of the additional creativity that it's uh, a little bit unique compared to what uh, like what we've talked about previously with what would be a typical pumpkin ale. Um, yeah, I think this one's interesting. Yeah, I never loved it the times that I went there and and had it, and the last time I did was last year. Like it was cool. But I wonder mm-hmm. if, like, it it was like maybe I didn't love pumpkin beers or something, and maybe it was a little too earthy and a little too intense. Um, it's it's not bad when you're drinking it kind of at nighttime on their little patio, looking at the um the like the the vineyard there, and it's you know crisp air and stuff like that. Like it seems to go well, but yeah, it is it it is a little intense. Um, mm-hmm. And that earthiness can be is. The earthiness is probably a, a less common flavor that you would find in the pumpkin beers, at least that are more available that, that, that I guess you and I both have had because it's probably fresh. It's not like some puree that's from, you know, like from Oregon, from like all the other ones. Like it's local yeah. and probably delivers a little more hectic, you know, end result. Yep. Um, yep. This uh, theater of madness, this is interesting. Like it's a lot. It's it's quite sweet. It's still very to- toasty and caramel. Um, very much tastes like a lager. Obviously, we've been having all ale so far, so it definitely tastes like a lager. It's six percent, so it's kind of a bit more warming, more of that sort of Marzen Dunkel kind of ABV. Um, <clears throat> the sweetness obviously comes from the lactose there. There's definitely some of that earthy earthiness, but the spices are really strong in this. The spices are, are like mm. to the point of overwhelm almost. Um, I, I, I would prefer it to be probably a little less sweet, but maybe the sweetness is to kind of play off the spices to kind of, otherwise the spices would dominate even too much. Um, yeah, it's warming. It's like, it's fine. It's interesting. Yeah. It's definitely not. I mean, this actually has pumpkin in it too, I believe. So, but it's not as like, you know, obviously the scale of this compared to O's house would must be quite different. I would think, yeah. And um, when I had that one last year, I remember liking it more than I expected to. That's that's the greatest way to summarize it. Um, I don't really drink Fly Monkeys very often. I used to fucking love them back in the day. Like, I've been to the brewery like three times. Um, Yeah. And uh, I was always just a huge fan because they did the funnest beers. They were the, like, the originators of innovation back in the day mm-hmm. so like you know their um what was there was the dark beer that had like a, a cool name like something about the underworld or some shit um the red ale was cool um nether netherworld uh, like and and chocolate manifesto was uh, the, the, great. Was, was dope back in the day and uh for anyone who's the ever Westie. had invictus like invictus i mean if you're ever willing to fork out quite a bit of money for it <clears> the, <throat> the, the, like that used to be really good <clears throat> yeah definitely what was the westie they had as well they had a really like a uh, bitter um oh IPA. yes um i'd have to probably check the Either way, they, oh, they you I don't know, know if that's yeah, going to come to me. I'm yeah. probably not going to remember either, but I used to really, really love Flying Monkeys, and it just as my taste sort of grew. I feel like they, they speak to a very specific crowd, which is great. Yeah. That, you know, Juicy Ass, everyone tells me, is the, the number one selling beer, craft beer in, in, in the LCBO, which is kind of wild. So, um, you know, they got their crowd, and people fuck with them, and the branding's interesting, and this is an interesting beer. Like, I feel like this is... Like you, you said it perfectly. This is I'm liking this much more than I expected to. 
Um, and it's yep. probably better than it has any business being with, you know, like a 6% dark lager with spices, pumpkin, and lactose. Like, on paper, that sounds like a shit show. But yeah, came together. Yeah, I don't uh, – yeah, and likewise, I don't really fuck with Flying Monkeys much anymore. Um, I'm <laughs> – I'm I'm kind of not a fan of how of how they like uh, of how they go about a, a certain things, but we don't need to we don't need to really get into that right now. Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah, like everything that like everything that we said is true, and like you know they've uh, they've tried like they've definitely gotten creative on the like on the pumpkin beers in the past with this one the last few years and uh, paranormal when they were doing that one. I used to love that one. What was that? So, so that was so, so, so that must have been similar to pumpkin as okay. you were describing it because it was uh, like a ten percent imperial pumpkin ale. It was like wild punch in the face of sp- like of spices, like really really intense kind of interesting. thing. Interesting. I'm checking to see if I've had it. Paranormal imperial. Okay, I have had that. Yeah, ten percent. Was that in the bottle? Or no, that was in a can as well. Interesting. Whoa. I gave it five stars in 2014. Mm. Okay, interesting. So I definitely have had that. Um, yeah, I just they. I feel like they. I used to have. Remember how they did like a? They did a range of like these bottles in in um, cardboard boxes. Like I had them on top of my beer yeah. fridge for years because they did one with yep. like city and color, um, and they did this like you know barrel aged fucking IPA and all this crazy shit. Um, they, yeah, they were the originators of fun stuff. So either way, I think this is like looking at all of these aside from the GLB, like this would probably be my favorite one so far, as far as like, I could, I think I could finish this and not feel yeah. like over the top and yeah. And the Oast is a solid one. So these, these are interesting. Yep. Interesting for sure. Mm-hmm. Shall we get to the next? Mm-hmm. Let me check the old list here, Nathaniel. What do we got? Oh, shit. So this one I've been looking forward to. Uh, big up Shahan. Yeah. Shahan, the owner of this brewery. The homie from time. Uh, very happy for him that he got this in the LCBO. Yeah. Well, this is dope. So um, what he was talking about here, this is High Park Brewery's Pumpkin Spice Latte. Yeah, with the uh, like, we're with the really dope uh, Starbucks resembling label here. Very cool. I send him a photo right now, but usually when I text him, he calls, and I don't want him to call in the middle of a podcast. Because I'd be like, <laughs> "Oi, dickhead!" and he'd say something and get us cancelled. Um, so this one, maybe uh, I'm going to read this one. There, it said, "This beer is like a warm hug in a glass, with all for the familiar flavors of pumpkin, cinnamon, nutmeg, and a hint of espresso." Don't worry, you don't have to stand in line for hours to get your hand on one of these babies. Maybe because uh, people line up for Starbucks. If you're lining up for Starbucks or if you're drinking Starbucks, don't. That's what I got to say about that. Don't. <laughs> you shouldn't be at all. Now, Nathaniel, do we know the base for this beer? Are you going to go that? I'm going to join you. Fuck it. I go. Um, I know. I I know very little about this beer. Yeah, I know nothing as well. I just saw that um, they had it. And I was just super happy that they you know had this and got it, got it together. I don't know if they were doing this until recently. So it looks like a. I don't know what the base would be. Maybe like a brown ale. Like it. Like it, I mean, it, it it looks like an amber, uh, like an amber ale base, kind of similar to uh, a the, like, to the Lake of Bays. Yes. Uh, 
maybe uh, maybe darker, but like it's got an orange enough hue to it that I would say it's more uh, like that. I would say it's more red ale than brown ale. That's fair. Love a good brown ale, though. I like that they've done the logo uh, for those who are maybe listening. And now that, you, and now that you mentioned that, like a pump, a pumpkin brown ale would uh, like would really work. Yeah, because it's That's already idea, actually nutty and like maybe we yeah. do a collab someone, next year. Someone make a pumpkin brown ale. Yeah, guys, probably come too on. late. Uh, too late for this year, but yeah, we, we like we, we should hit someone up to do a collab for that next year. Yeah, I've never done a pumpkin collab. So this is six six percent. Um, this is the same one, pumpkin spice latte. Okay. Um, yeah, we'll see if there's any additional information on here, but there is not. Uh, super cool though. It's, um, I, I do like that they've used the logo, put the logo in green to make it look like the Starbucks stuff, which is, uh, super smart. Um, yeah, man. The nose. So it's, a, okay, so cool. it says flavors of pumpkin cinnamon nutmeg and a hint of espresso it's not quite clear on if uh like on if those were actually added to it oh that's a good fucking point i guess we'll have to find out cheers big right. fella let's do it cheers okay this tastes more like a, a straight up and down sweet amber ale yeah it does yeah whoops i have to get that so based on uh okay based on how it's tasting Uh i am well i mean i feel like they would have had i feel like they would have had to have said if there was lactose in it i was about to say i think there's lactose in it based on the sweetness but they would have had to have said if there was and they don't so i like so i'm guessing that means there isn't it i would like yeah i Agree, but goddamn, it tastes like the galactose in it. Yeah, it does. Like because it's it's got that smoothness and it has that kind of like powdered sugar sweetness to it. Yeah. Um. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So this one is de- like definitely gives me some amber ale vibes. Mm-hmm. Um. But. This one has a bit more robust body to it than anything we've had so far. Yeah. Um, they, like, like there's a bit more, like there's something a bit more chewy to this one. And the spices are coming up quite a bit. And it is really, I'm finding going with the sweetness of the beer in this one mm-hmm. more than a couple of the others that we've had. Yes. The sweetness is definitely ramped up. But yeah, you're right. The spices are kind of blending in um, quite well. And it's sort of like a, a low carb. It's not like super sharp. So it mm-hmm. seems to, 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 to blend like well with that. It is quite sweet. Um, yeah. So it might be a little, might be a sharer. Um, might, be but, a, it might be a sharer. And uh, like, yeah, I think they have named this one right like calling it a pumpkin spice latte ale uh like i would uh, like when i'm reaching for that i'm expecting something uh, like a bit sweeter because it's kind of because it's kind of giving that impression with how uh, like with how they've described it because you know when you picture a pumpkin spice latte you're picturing something with like you know 
pumpkin syrup in uh, like in the coffee and whatnot and it definitely comes out sweeter it's it's certainly very sweet it's the sweetest one we've had so far no question yeah um so if you're expecting that then like then that would be good um if you weren't expecting something sweet then you might find it a bit overwhelming on that front so like you say might be a sharer on that front certainly certainly a dessert beer yeah definitely a dessert beer um I'm i'm genuinely enjoying it but I wonder, you're right, now I feel like the vagueness, because it's got familiar flavors of pumpkin cinnamon, blah, 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 and the only ingredient says contains barley, when normally they still have to say yeast and hops and blah, 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 so I don't know what Yeah, well, I, I think, like, I think the contains, like, contains barley is more the, um, it, like, is probably more the allergen requirement, uh, like, part of, it, uh, uh, part of it there, so they're not saying all the ingredients that are in it. Gotcha. Um. It works well. <clears throat> I quite like it. Yeah, I'm I, like I, I'm kind of genuinely curious to know what the other uh, what the other ingredients are. But uh, I can. But ask yeah, him. I like it. Like the the the, the spice part is cer- like certainly comes through. I don't know that I really taste uh, like that. I really get notes of espresso quite as much. I more just get no. the, like I more just get the sweetness the sweetness and the spice. And yeah. I am suspicious that this is one that does not actually have pumpkin in it. But I'm just uh, guessing on that front. Mm. Yeah, I guess it's um, it's all really uh, a stab in the dark, just because it's not. And even I went to the Untapped, and there's no uh, information whatsoever. And it also says it's six point five percent and not uh, six, which is which is incorrect. So it's apparently six percent according to the can, at least anyway. Um, mm-hmm. we're double check in case there was. Here we go. Oh, here's another one. Okay, so there was another check in that was made. Uh, that has accurate. That's accurate, but it's not the one linked on the can, and it's got the um, that write up is on here, but it do- also doesn't say anymore. Because yeah, with familiar flavors of, uh, I wish I knew what it meant. I would. I would definitely recommend if any brews listening, man. Like you know, just put put what the fuck is on the can. Like put put what's in it. It just makes it a lot easier, and put it on untapped as well. Like just have the whole description so. You know, people know. Like, it'd, it'd be cool, particularly for stuff like this. And maybe if there's allergens, like, this is super yeah. sweet. And I don't know how you would get a beer this sweet at this ABV without lactose. That's all. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah. And I would say, like, especially for, like you were saying, for specialty beers like this, um, that, like, certainly have adjuncts or atypical ingredients in it, it would definitely be. Uh, definitely be more uh, more interesting to know what exactly has gone into it. I would say. Yeah, no, for sure. But it's like I, it's quite enjoyable. Um, I quite like it. This one, yeah, this one like works this one. really well. It's it's a super interesting one. And I mean, we're moving into kind of more where I think we're starting to get to the end of this style ones and moving into maybe like the darker beer ones. Even though this is a bit of a transition. Hmm. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. This is interesting, man. Um. Once again, we're yeah. five beers in. Um all very very different and i think that i wonder if that's a part of what the lcbo um you know the folks who make the ultimate decision as to which beers get in if they chose these beers that were submitted obviously um so because they are all so different because if you had that end cap and they had fucking whatever 10 pumpkin beers and they're all basically the same that's pretty boring but these are all very different very different executions on paper they all look almost the same but super different um outcomes 
Yeah, I'm actually uh, like I'm actually quite surprised and pleased to see how different these are actually all tasting. Like I would say the first three that we had are probably the most similar. Um, but even yes. though, like, but even those three had their subtleties between them, and like now we're really getting into the ones where they're, they're like where they're getting more more unique as we go. Yeah, and this is kind of more our bag. Like the, I feel like I could probably say is a fair to say that you prefer the pumpkin uh, beers in the darkest styles. Is that fair? Um, yes, that yeah, that, that is fair. Uh, like I think I like generally what I prefer with these. I, like I do prefer them darker, but. Um, more specifically, I want to taste more of what's in it. Um, it's a case of if it's like, you know, if it's pumpkin beer, uh, like, you know, and if it's meant to be like pumpkin and spices, I want to taste that. Like I want, like I, like I want those flavors to be like, to be upfront. Um, which even though I, like, I feel like there was a bit of clash in the Oast house one, uh, got to at least give them props for how, like for the flavors that are in there really, like really did pop. Like I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll give them that. That's fair. Yeah, I feel like all of them so far. Like whilst we have our favorites and you know things we like and didn't like, I feel like there's there's definitely gonna be folks out there who like all of these beers. Like there's something for everybody, and we've still got four more to go, and we're five deep. So you know we're yeah, going fucking yeah. in tonight for y'all. Um, should we just keep oh, it moving? Yeah. yeah, let's keep it moving. And um, as we're uh, like as we're just coming uh, like coming into this next one here, I'll give a quick shout out. Um, to like for anyone who's uh, like following pumpkin beers in Ontario um if you follow if you follow a woman named Hop Girl Heather uh she like she's in Toronto and it might be one of the biggest pumpkin beer fans in Ontario <laughs> really? uh, she yeah yeah like she um i i forget what she calls it it was the like she calls it the great pumpkin off i think that she did like that she's done i think three years in a row or something like that and last year was the biggest one she'd ever done which was just kind of uh doing like a head-to-head tournament of uh like of all of the pumpkin beers that she could get her hands on and i think last year she did something like 35 pumpkin beers uh, that like, the, that she was comparing, and she even like categorized them by style and uh, like and everything. It was actually really cool to see. Damn! And was that in Ontario? Or was that in the states? No, no, that's here in Ontario. Thirty five yeah. from yeah, she's locally? in Toronto. Or thirty five. Um, uh, so, so from everywhere. Think, like, so uh, and like they they weren't all LCBO and they weren't all Ontario beers. Like I think there were a few sense. Quebec beers in there and a couple of American beers in there as well. Um, like basically, it was all of the pumpkin beers she could get her hands on uh, from wherever it was that she went, uh, like yeah, between right. September and October. <laughs> That's sick, man. Good for her. That's awesome. That'd be such an intense evening. Your palate fatigue would be wild. Oh my goodness! It wasn't over. It, it wasn't over one evening. Like this was spread. Like like, like this was spread over um, over like month a month's whatever. worth of Instagram posts. Like, 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 she, she like divided it by like divided it by style. If like you know there were like six different uh like, like dark beers or whatnot and then like posting her thoughts on all of those picking her fave from that like from that grouping and everything like that much much more sensible that's very cool man yeah. i love the dedication so this one uh, we were actually discussing this uh beforehand to decide whether uh where we put this one because it sort of fits more with this first batch before we get into the dark beers but the abv is the highest of everything we're drinking now, except the, except the bonus beer. So this one is Bob Cajun's Pumpkin Sweet Tooth colon Pumpkin Spice Latte, um, which yes. very cool. 
Um, this one, when I went to the first LCBO and they had basically like one or two beers, they had this at the counter. And this was before we'd spoken about it. And they, were, they told me about it and I didn't get it. So then I grabbed it the next time after I told you. And you were like, yeah, I grabbed it. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, okay. Because um, it wasn't in that go. original mm-hmm. photo. So um, the, I, I don't know about you, but I didn't look at anything for any of these beers at all. I just like grabbed it and and uh, and just, I, I, didn't, I didn't look. I, I'm, I had no idea this was 8.1%. I just knew to say pumpkin on it. Cool, I'm yep. getting it. And we just, I just grabbed everything. Um, it was the least attention I've ever paid to be a purchase, but I'm excited. Yeah. Um, well, and, and like you and I don't really buy beer at the LCBO very much either. It was, uh, no. it was a case of, we had like, we had a specific goal in mind with this one. It was pumpkin beers available at the LCBO. That was the only requirement. <laughs> yeah. And just shut up and get it. There wasn't even like a discussion. It was like, cool. And That's then right. once we sort of opened it so, up and we were like, let's just get everything we can get our hands on. Yeah. So this one, there is nothing to read on the can. Um, like there, there's not a description, and this is we probably this is the can that we probably have the very least to go on because there's no description written on it and absolutely no indication of ingredients other than contains barley. So okay. they, like so we're really so they like so we're really shooting in the dark here. <laughs> on um, Untapped, there's a a sentence, so I'm going to read that out. After I take my photo. Okay, so the sentence on Untapped says, Decadent, sweet, and creamy with a generous helping of pumpkin spice and a hint of coffee. That's all it says. Oh, there we go. Okay. So, once again, it says it's like under pumpkin slash yam beer. It's 8.1%. It's pouring um, like straight amber. The the head kind of disappeared on, on mine right now, but I've got a tiku, so it's not optimal. Um, the nose is... It's big. Like once again, eight point one. It's very sweet. I'm definitely getting a touch of coffee in there. Spices and coffee. Hmm. All right. Cheers, cut. Cheers. Did you sip and not cheers? How dare you? I might have. It's I okay. might have. I'm it's sorry. Okay. Please okay. forgive me. I forgive you. All right, this is doesn't taste eight one. It's it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, this one is uh, along a similar line of the last one. Yeah, talk it's to me. A, it's a bit less sweet. Um, it's it's still it's still quite sweet though. But yeah. You can taste the coffee in it. Um, yeah, the mm. coffee's definitely there. The car- It's like that caramel again. Mm. Yep. Um, mm. Bitter. Mm. It's interesting. Like, it's like, yeah. does it have lactose? Did it say it had lactose? It doesn't say again. It doesn't say on the can, so I have to assume it doesn't. Yeah, that's the only... Or any way to do it, um, like it's big. It's it's like big and bold. There's bitter. There's caramel. Um, the coffee is quite nice. Like it's not overwhelming. So I wonder now mm-hmm. if like if they, I feel like if I was making beer, I would be kind of like you know like if Third Moon does each beast of God and they're talking about the fucking the coffee that they use and like you know I feel like 
I would like to know that. Like, did you partner with? Yeah. These guys were in um, Peterborough, it says. I didn't know that. I thought they were like uh, near Ottawa, was always what I thought about Bob Cajun. Um, yeah. But I would like to know. Like, oh, are you no, working no, with? You, you, no, you know why you thought that is because they used to. Like, they, uh, oh. early, early on, they used to contract brew at a, a, like out of an Ottawa brewery, but, that, like, but they've now got their own space in Peterborough. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. That could be why. Um, yeah, this is this is intent. Like this is look, it's a lot, um, but it's it's doing what all the uh, the others were doing. Aside from what was the last one again? The pumpkin spice latte. The ones that are a bit more on that pumpkin ale, like straight up and down vibe, mm-hmm. is pretty similar to that. I feel like eight percent. It's a little unnecessary for a pumpkin beer, but I mean, like maybe it is kind of cool to have the variety because all the rest have been between five and six. Yeah, ish six three. I think one of them was. Um, yeah, this is it's a um, little it's a little much for me. Yeah, it's it's more intense for sure. Um, the sweetness in this I find is a bit more manageable than it is in that like than it is in the High Park one. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, like the sweetness I find harder to get through than the, like than the ABV. The like the high park I one agree. is more like is a more intense drink to me than this is. That's um, fair. This is still like, like this is still intense for sure. Like it's like you can taste that it has some heft to it. It does not taste boozy by any means, um, but like it's definitely got a more robust body than the first three or four that we had, um, which I like. Yeah, um, it's a good like it's a good base for this beer the espresso or i i mean i guess they didn't say espresso but uh but like the coffee adds a nice character to it yeah it's a good addition i think the spice is more subtle on this it's still present but uh, uh but it's definitely more subtle yeah. um i kind of wasn't sure where to land on this one after the first few sips but i'm i think i'm liking it more with each sip i take yeah, that's fair, and I agree wholeheartedly with the coffee. I really think this, the coffee, is the most important ingredient, and it makes it. I think without the coffee, this would be probably a bit of a sweet, spicy mess, maybe a little too much. Mm-hmm. The coffee kind of delivers that, like, there's a little bit of bitterness, but it's also, like, they must have used, like, a light, fruitier coffee because it's giving, like, yeah. a dark fruit. That's what it is, dark fruits. Like, that kind of, uh, you know what I mean? Like dates, yep. and can you check that description? Can you check that description again? Did it say that this has actual pumpkin in it or no? It says a generous helping of pumpkin spice and a hint of coffee. So I don't okay. think there's so actual I, pumpkin. So, so, in I, so I so I'm going to take that to mean there's no pumpkin in this. This is, uh, yeah. like this is coffee and spices is what's in this. Correct. That's what I'm gathering from from all of this. Um, yeah, I feel like it, it distinguishes itself pretty nicely from um, the rest of the uh, pumpkin beers that are available at the LCBO primarily because of the ABV, I think. Um, yeah. That's really what's separating it. But it's, you know, it's interesting. I, 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 I quite like this. I quite like this. But the, the, the only, uh, I think the only thing I can say is put more info on the can. Like if you put that, uh, like if you put that there's coffee and spices in this, I'd be yeah. uh, like, I would have been even more keen to grab it off the shelf. Maybe they, there was an assumption because it's called the name of the beer is pumpkin spice latte. So I, I feel get, like, like, I guess, but it, like, but I mean the high park one was uh, the, like was called that too. And it doesn't it, like, and it doesn't seem to be any indication that there's any coffee added to it. 
That's true. We only got it from whatever Untapped was saying. So it's, yeah. I feel like all of these beers could do with a little more information on the can. Just to, I'm, you know, just yeah, tell us what's like, in I'm, there, I'm, 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 always, I'm always a fan of more information than less. I, like, I, think, uh, like, I think actually Oast House is the only, like, is the only one that has been um, fully upfront with everything that's in it. Yeah, uh, I, I can definitely see that. So it's um that would be the biggest takeaway so far. But yeah, it's this is cool. I feel like I'm looking at all these beers and th- it's like everything. Looking looking at the ones that I have here, um, it all looks pretty similar except Great Lakes. Like all of these yeah. beers are yeah, Great uh, Great Lakes is definitely the lightest of the bunch. Yeah, which is interesting. Yeah, it's cool, man. This is this is fascinating. Um, yeah, I this one. Is definitely for those like like I said. This is in my opinion. I don't. I don't think I could get through a full, but I could. This is a sharer, and that's what I'm. It would be about. a lot for sure. I wonder because I'm trying to just think for like I'm you know trying to give people as much information as possible. Like typically, I wonder if this is that much sweeter. Maybe if there's perceived sweetness because I wonder if like sometimes you know a, new, a double you know haze a double IPA New England IPA is pretty sweet those aren't like not sweet beers for the most part um yeah and you know like we're having big ass fucking imperial stouts and shit like i wonder if the i wonder if the um the sweetness is isn't as intense as perhaps that we feel that it is because we do drink sweet beers like you and I are sweet beer drinkers. That's really what I'm getting at. Like you know, we do have yeah. the big 10, 12, 14, 15 percent. I uh, you know stouts. We drink big IPAs that are all typically the higher ABV. The sweeter it is for the most part. Um, none of these are significant except this last one. Um, but they, there's a lot of sweetness in well, that. The last so I, two even I would say like I would say High Park was sweeter than this. Let me check. Let me check. This is always fun since we're not crushing through them. Oh, I think you're right. Fuck. Yeah, yeah that's that's sweet as fuck. Jesus. Yeah. Yep, you're right. 100% right. See, even that in context, that giving it back context again, they don't, it definitely doesn't taste 8-1. So that is actually props to the brewers on that one. Like that's... um impressive whenever you can taste a big beer that doesn't taste big i think that's uh it's fantastic i fuck with that yep. um so that was the last of kind of the amber beers now we're going into the next couple of um oh sure i look at it and then i stare at it and then i don't retain the information okay well so this one i only picked up yesterday this was a hard one to find for me um now this brewery is actually up near ottawa uh yes like more, more like ottawa valley kind of the, the kind of thing so about uh, like so maybe uh well from central ottawa where i am about like about 45 to an hour's drive oh wow that's pretty far i didn't know that yeah uh, yeah um, well, well i mean Ott- like ottawa is geographically massive um so and yeah so like to, to get out to the ottawa valley is actually quite a hike no shit well with that in mind, this is actually bringing it to about half the last ABV, and this is Whitewater's Pumpkin Spice Espresso Porter, which is pretty yes. fun. Uh, this is 4.4%. Are you going to fucking focus there, mate? Or what are you doing? Here we go. Um, 
I was actually kind of annoyed when I first couldn't find this one because, like I said, I'm loving the dark beers uh, in the pumpkin realm, and I was really hoping to uh, to land on one. And uh, we made it. We made it, Nathaniel. We fucking made it. Made it happen. So this little bad boy. Uh, Here, why don't I? Uh, why don't I read this while you uh, while, while you get your pour on there? Oof, okay. The nose is not what I thought it was going to be. Espresso porter. Damn. All right. Let's go. Okay. So it says, here's to sweater weather. Crafted with a selection of locally harvested ingredients, the pumpkin spice espresso porter is our full-bodied homage to the adventurous autumn lover in us all. All right. All right. So let me see what we can find out. For, okay. Here. Ingredients. Okay. There, here. This is good. So water, malted barley, wheat, hops, coffee, pumpkin spice, and yeast. Okay. So this is coffee and pumpkin spice for this one. So no okay. actual pumpkin no, is actual one, but pumpkin. coffee and spice. Would you say, I feel like that's almost the majority is no actual pumpkin. I, I don't know if I'd say that because, no? uh, because you should have a checklist. Um, de- like definitely at the very least GLB lake of bays, um, Oast House, Flying Monkeys, those so like so. That's four there that actually had pumpkin. Um, Grand River, I think, also actually had pumpkin. So I think we're hitting like close to half. Close to half. Okay. So it wasn't too far off. Pumpkin spice spread report. Let me see if it said anything else. Um. Oh, this actually like this is different than the can. Okay. Um, this says the pumpkin spice espresso porter presents you with a rich coffee flavor and a sprinkle of pumpkin spice, such as clove, cinnamon, and ginger smooth and comforting. This seasonal porter tastes like autumn feels a perfect match for an outdoor fire and plenty of s'mores. I could fuck up a s'mores right now, bro. Oh yeah. When I got my, um, PR, what's my PR? I think something happened Canadian. And then I went to my friend, my friend Ryan, shout out to Ryan. His parents live in, uh, he lives in Prince Edward County now, but at the time his parents did, we, we stayed at his parents' house and they made me s'mores. Um, and we got to look at the beautiful Canadian sky. Just, just glorious. Glorious, Nathaniel. So, glorious. fucking put that in your face hole, mate. Cheers. Mm. Oh, wow. There's quite, the nose. Like, quite a bitter aroma. Oof, the nose is intense. Jeez. Okay. Yeah, like, right. like I'm finding the nose, like uh, like I'm even getting just quite bitter off of the aroma. Like it's like I feel like the coffee is doing that. Yeah, this is this isn't this is hilarious that a four point four percent beer is this intense. Hmm. Hmm. Um, this might take getting used to maybe because we're coming off an eight percent down to a four so it tastes yeah, really like, thin right now we're doing a bit we're doing a bit of a shift here well it was just from like the the you know uh, amber to the darker beers and we thought of i felt it was a smart move where it would be going from you know, the abv isn't as important because we're moving into the darker beers this does taste quite thin but i feel like it could just be in comparison um and that'll yeah the well, we I, mean, this, I, like, I mean porter like porters stylistically are th- like are thinner so i think like like so i think that's not unusual yeah um that's fair the um hmm. the nose is i i feel like what it is it, it's almost like to me my immediate thought is that the all of the spices are a little more ramped up than they should be for the abv like 
this is maybe I needed a more robust body to handle that and rather mm-hmm. at four point four it's probably a little thin it means you have to pull back a little bit on the um on the spices and all that fun stuff something that I am getting to on this is that this is tasting so roasty almost to the point of being smoky hmm yeah I can see that yeah um I'm yeah. almost like I'm honestly almost entirely losing the spice in this. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. Actually, no, that's not true. It's coming in a bit on the tail end. Yeah. Um, it's coming in a bit on the tail end. There's a bit like there's a bit of warmth on the finish now that I th- like now that I think about it. Where because um, I think it's because like, I think it's a ginger, which is like yeah, I'm because I'm getting a bit of heat there, which like which is what ginger usually does for me. Yes. Yeah, ginger's the best. And I think that's what it is. I love ginger. Um, I have it literally every day. But I feel like it might be a little intense for this. I feel like ginger might not have been the right choice, if I'm honest. Mm. Like cinnamon, yes. Um, and, uh, like, and I forget what they also said after. Uh, cloves. Um, Oh, clove, right? I'm not really getting the clove, but like, like cinnamon, yes, I could have done. Like, I could have done with nutmeg. I don't know that ginger was the right choice for this. It's a bit of an aggressive um, spice for a porter. Mm. There's a, I don't know if it's sweet, but it's kind of like a tanginess again. Um, I'm not getting sweet. This is honestly quite dry throughout for me. So then it's perceived sweetness. Uh, and you are right. At the end, when I'm sipping, there's no sweetness at all. It's super dry. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. Hmm, hmm, hmm. 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 For me, I don't. I, I I don't know that this one quite works. The um, I'm finding that a lot of the like a lot of the flavors are kind of clashing, and it's not quite fitting stylistically. The coffee ends up being a bit lost on the palate. Um, it's it's giving off quite a bitter aroma at first, which is not super pleasant. Yeah. Um, and the like and the spices are not blending well with uh, like, like with the porter, I think. This is a little all over the place if I'm honest. Yeah. It's a, it's a little intense. I just feel like they need to um it, when you got this ABV, you have to be restrained. Um, you can't, you can't go balls to the wall and have a canvas this light. It's just not going to hold it, and then you get the mess that you just described. Um, it's not a fucking shit show, but no, I feel like no. it's like it's not like horrible, and I feel like uh, it, it does have you know it's it's a nice porter. I feel like at four point four, even for a porter though. Is that is that pretty low? I guess it is pretty low. Usually for dark beers, I'm actually a huge proponent of low ABV dark beers. Like I love low ABV. I think they're like something I want to keep in my fridge at all times. I, I find them like just a fantastic addition. Like if I'm just having a night drinking crispies and IPAs or whatever, like I like to finish on a sour or a low ABV stout or porter. All for it. Four point four, probably a little on the lower side. Not furious at it, but 
I would probably rather a straight up and down porter and maybe the the base if this was maybe six percent doesn't even have to be like like five or six it probably would have balanced out a lot more i would i would argue. yeah and i don't know that uh yeah like i like i don't know like there's nothing wrong with a four like with a 4.4 percent porter i just think that the like, i mean we're saying like we're saying the same thing i feel like the adjunct usage that they did in this would have uh, been more appropriate for a beer with a bit more heft to it because yeah. with such a delicate beer you kind of can't um go too aggressive flavor wise with your adjuncts because it's just really taking over yeah no i agree it's um yeah it's sort of making the the dark like the chocolate there is some like chocolate elements to this as well let me add that in there um, but it's, it's, it's not landing. I feel like it's like close, no. but it's not landing. Um, yeah, like, I like, I like the idea of it. Like I, uh, the, like when I was reading, like, you know, when I read pumpkin spice espresso porter, like that sounds tasty money. Uh, so, so I, so I like the idea, but, uh, I, I think there, there are some tweaks needed here. Uh, I couldn't agree. Um, it's, it's yeah. Uh, once again, don't take our uh, our subjective opinions on this. We are not the arbiter of all things beer. Oh my it's just, goodness! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Try yeah. it. Try just it. Just want to keep reiterating that because we're not being dicks. You know, I've had some great beers from from all of these breweries. To be honest, um, yeah. Like th this is. Uh, sorry, if I can just jump in there for a please. second. Like th th this is kind of th this is kind of an atypical episode because we are being a bit more kind of a, a, a bit more forthright in kind of like giving real genuine reviews on here, which uh, like, which is not usually the purpose uh, like of what we, like of what we do in the pods, but that's what we chose the focus to be this time around. Um, yes. And it's never like, it's never any shade on like any shade on the breweries. Um, like, you know, no brewery knocks out a hundred of a hundred all the time. Um, Nobody. And you know, uh, like literally nobody and sometimes it like and sometimes it might just be our palates like you know like, like if you try this beer and you love it the, then that's fantastic and uh, in fact i think you should try all of these um your you, like your opinions on agree. these might be complete might be completely different to ours yes exactly right um it's it's that's really what it is it's just it's like they all of the, like you said, all of these breweries have done really great beer. And, and the pumpkin, this is really what I'm getting at, is that pumpkin beers are such a once-a-year thing. It's not like these recipes, they're fucking working on them and perfecting them time and time again. Maybe Great Lakes or, or uh, Grand River are probably two of the oldest ones here that have been doing it forever. You know, and it's like they're not doing it week in, week out. This is like one time a year they'll brew it, and maybe they'll want to throw shit at the wall and try something. And maybe it'll land, maybe it won't, and that's okay. I just think it's fun that they're even doing it. And, you know, we have a huge, you know, variety. Like, I guess if you include all of them, there'd be at least nine different pumpkin beers at the LCBO. Because we're doing yep. nine in total, but we both didn't get all of the exact same ones. So that's pretty fucking cool. Just the fact that that's even there, you know, and you never know what you're going to like. Like, you might taste this and just be like, oh, you guys are crazy. This is... Spectacular. What is that noise? Can you hear that? 
Um, so there's a helicopter flying around somewhere, uh, like uh, somewhere above my house here. So that's probably what you're hearing. <laughs> I like that. I, I wasn't sure if there was some like uh, feedback or something issue in, in the mics. That makes much more no, sense. No, no, no. You're just hearing a helicopter flying overhead. <laughs> it's going down in Ottawa, folks. Um, yeah, man, this is interesting. Um, yep. Do you want to? Let's do. The, let's do the last. Um, the last one uh, of the LCBO. The last LCBO bunch, and the second of the dark beers. Hmm. Honestly, though, like, you know, coming into beer eight, <laughs> this is fascinating. I've never drank this many pumpkin beers it, at once. It sure is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is definitely the most pumpkin beers we were, like, we've ever drank in one session. And, like, really, probably the most pumpkin beers we've ever drank. No, no, that's not true. I've had, I've had more pumpkin beers in one year than this. When I did the blog post reviewing all of the pumpkin beers that I could you find, did. I think I got up to 11 that time. <laughs> I think that was, I, I think that got up to 11. But I'm still only a third of the way to what Hop Girl Heather got to. <laughs> wow, man, we need to catch up to Heather. Heather's the, uh, clearly yeah. the pumpkin goat. Um, so this one here, let's uh, show the man dump. Big Rigs Tales from the Pump from the Patch. Yes. So this is another. Uh, so this is another Ontario one that has been around for quite a while. Like this one must have been around for at least six, seven years at this point. Yeah. Um, that Big Rig has been putting out Tales of the Patch. It's their big... uh, their pumpkin porter. Yes. And just interesting, I just checked uh, untapped here and I haven't had this before. And this is your and the reason I'm surprised is that as you said, this has been around forever. I don't know yeah. why I would never have grabbed I'm it. I'm surprised Maybe you haven't had this before. I feel like I just might have missed it in my travels because obviously this was my well second season like a uh, fall in Ontario as a resident. So yeah. I must have just like missed out on uh on doing that, but um you know what, Nate? We're making up for it now. God damn it. This is 5.8%. So it's another 1.4% heavier uh, than the white water. So yes. this one is going to, oh, well, you know, I'll read out while you pour. Or do you, is it on the can? Okay, sure. Oh, you know what? Okay. We went to great lengths to bring you this killer autumn treat. Pumpkins were handpicked by our brew team from the depth of the path. A cornucopia, Nathaniel, of spices were added to them before roasting. And then the sweet finish, along with creamy milk sugar, gang gang, uh, went to this chocolate-hued porter. It's like homemade pumpkin pie with whipped cream, but better because it's beer. So that's different than what's on the can, isn't it? Um, it's mostly the same as what's on the can, but just in a slightly different order. Yes. Oh, and it said the can glows in the dark. Yes. Fuck. Now I'm going to have to keep it, aren't I? I don't want to turn all the lights off. All right. Well, look at that head. Yeah, it's a great pour. Yeah. Okay. Once again, 5.8. Uh, I'm very curious now. Uh-oh. So this one, this one does is another one that does list the ingredients. Yes, and this one does have. Could you reiterate that? Uh, if you've got the can in front of you, uh, we're both taking our pictures at the same time. Okay, here I'll read while you're taking your picture. Um, okay, I'm done. ingredients: water, barley, oats, hops, lactose, yeast, and spices. Okay, so this is like so. This is just spiced. There's no pumpkin in this, but no there is pumpkin. lactose. Okay, which is very, very important to us. As you can Gorgeous. see from our shirts. As you can see. Well, obviously, we don't care about lactose as much as we used to, which we have admitted publicly many a time. However, 
when it does pop up, God damn it, it brings us right on back to lactose times, Nathaniel. And we've got the like, like, and we've got the shirts to rep for it now. Three years too exactly. late, but that's all right. <laughs> but you know what? It's okay. We got there eventually, and that's all that matters. Um, so I'm excited to try this one. So this is like like a nice deep brown, uh, nice kind of like off white head, roasty, spicy. Yep. Fucking get that in you, big fella. Cheers, mate. Okay. I don't know if I'm like palate fatigue or I don't even know if anything's good anymore. <laughs> I think it's good. I think this is good. Is it good? Yep. Talk, yeah. you, you talk it, first. Yeah, I feel like it I'm. Is, uh, <laughs> it is good. So this this was a fave of mine in years past. Um, if I go back three or four years, okay. um, like I remember, I, like I remember particularly enjoying this one. Um, the last couple of years, I have enjoyed it a bit less than I had in the past, and you know it's hard to really pinpoint why because you can't compare like for like going back a year, never mind two or three years. Um, I remember in previous years the spices being a bit more prominent, um, but what I will say that this one does have and this might be purely due to just this being brewed at a higher ABV. It's got a bit of a heftier body to it than the previous one, um, which I think is appropriate for the style. It's also, of course, um, lactose is playing a role in here as well, making uh, making it a bit smoother, um, yeah. like, like adding a bit adding a bit of sweetness to it. The spices are quite subtle. I do wish the spices were a bit more prominent, if I'm honest. Yeah. Um, but but like it but like it's a tasty porter like it drinks like a like a very nice porter it's roasty it's got a bit of coffee resembling bitterness to it um and a very very faint hit, hint of spices that's about the only thing that i can say is that i really wish the spices were more prominent yeah I agree with all of those sentiments. I definitely was uh, just noting down as you were talking uh, the coffee for sure. Like I know there is no coffee in it, but there's um, like hints of, I guess, bitterness and kind of like dark fruits. Um, I find the spices are there, but it it could do with a little more of a ramp up. Um, I, uh, I, I feel like it's an interesting thing because this is beer number eight and it's, I don't know if there's once again like a little bit of mild palate fatigue uh, as far as some of these things are concerned. So I wonder if like my my first kind of thought was, ah, oh, it'd be better if the body was even more. Now it's significantly above the last one, but like, did it need to be maybe seven percent or something like that um, to deliver like an even heftier body to to be able to sort of handle spice? You could ramp the spices up a little more, and like it really kind of balances out a bit, but. Yeah, this is it's it's pretty solid. So you've had this this been doing this one for quite some time, and and it's sort of been hit and miss or different every year. Is that what you were saying? Um, I don't know that it's been different every year, but I find that like it definitely I think changed two or three years ago because I remember the first couple times I had it, the first couple of years I had it, really liking it, and I think what I like. And I think when I noticed a change was when the spices became a bit less prominent. Um, 
Okay. That's uh, like, 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 that's the only kind of distinction that I can make during that time. Um, I think it's a pretty solid Porter. Uh, like, I really think that like, if you start kind of ramping up any more than this, then you're really kind of getting out of the Porter more into the stout, uh, realm of things. Um, but like, which way, like, which would be good. Uh, like, but it's, yeah, I think, uh, if you're going to put the spices in it, then this needs to be a bit more upfront. And I, uh, like we've talked about, I think a dark beer base can handle a bit more spice to it. Um, and especially with this one being at 5.8% and with lactose as well, it's got a robust body to it that can, uh, like that can handle a bit more being thrown at it. Um, mm. so yeah, that's about the only note that I have on it is as you were sort of talking there and I took another sip. I'm like, Oh, I like this. I think this is, this is solid. Um, yeah, I think I just need to adjust like because of this, like it's interesting. If we did a tasting of lagers or whatever, I feel like it's pretty easy to kind of groove into the next thing, but because these are spices and like, you know, like nutty caramel, roasty, like, you know, ambers and porters and shit. Like it's, it's a little more, it takes a little more palate adjustment. I think to kind of just be like, to even think about like, how do you, you know, how do you feel about it? Do you like it or not? Which is an interesting takeaway just from doing this experiment. Um, I'm a huge fan of porters and I, I've had like, it's interesting you mentioned that because I always think, oh yeah, porters are lighter stouts are, are hectic, but you know, third moon did that, you know, the barrel aged porter in the red bull can. Um, mm -hmm. and that's like 10%. So I wonder if it's just literally, there's a different recipe with a different grain bill primarily, um, to, to determine well, a porter I from mean, a stout. Like, I mean, porters, uh, like, I mean, porters are uh, like, porters are loggers at their core. And right. uh, the, the, like and, and like and stouts are more on the uh, like are more on the ale side, so they definitely do have a different base. Right, right, right. Well, either way, I think this is looking at a relook. Actually, I don't know. Should I look at the beers or should I look at the fucking cans? Probably might be fair to say it might be my favorite one of the LCBO ones. Uh, and I yep. think it's just because I'm partial to darker beers, and I think that this base, mm -hmm. like the 5.8, is kind of a little, you know, it's supporting it. And if I had this by itself without all of this other sort of distract, you know, palate distraction, I feel like I'd probably warm to it immediately um, and yeah. just enjoy it. And I feel like this is one that you could definitely get through a whole can of on your own without, like, without much hesitation. Like, it's... Uh, 100%. Yeah, it's it, like it's kind of at that level where it's got the right amount of body to it. It uh, like it is not nearly as sweet as some of the, the like as some of the last couple of the ales that we had. Um, and yeah, it's it's a solid beer. It just needs a bit more spice, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I think that's that's completely fair. Uh, I mean, look, so that is beer number eight. So there's eight, technically between the two of us, there's actually nine different beers available, um, pumpkin beers specifically, available across the province in the LCBO. I don't know if we missed any. I'm fairly sure if either of us saw something different, we would have alerted each other immediately. Um, so I'm pretty sure we have it covered in these nine beers. So... You know, I feel like there's like we still got our bonus to go, but I feel like just to summarize this, I feel like you know if you are curious, pumpkin curious, 
or, you know, just actually already into it. Like that's nine beers from some great breweries that you can pretty easily, or you should be, you know, almost regardless of where you are, should be able to have access to almost all of these beers between however many stores are in your area. So, um, yeah, it's really fun. It's just more like, you know, lean into the season, man. We're in full. Like, I think today was like the last nice day. Maybe tomorrow might be the last nice day that it goes into shit town um, after that. But, you know, we had a nice, like, what the fuck? It was like, felt like 33 today and yesterday or something in early October. Like, that is bonkers. So, you know, it's about to get into that sort of, you know, sweater weather and fireplace weather, which is more, uh, you know, aligned with pumpkin stuff so I'd, I'd encourage everyone to just go and support the breweries that you like and try the different beers and you know if budget allows grab a mole like I, I can't imagine costing more than like 30 to 40 bucks to get nine of the different pumpkin beers from across the province which is pretty cool you know yep. and just fuck around experiment enjoy and see what you like and you know maybe you might not like some stuff like you know we have some thoughts on some stuff but yeah, we aren't the arbiter of all things uh, pumpkin, so I would suggest give it a fucking crack. This is fun. Do you have any words for the people to uh, summarize the pumpkin there? No, I could, I couldn't have said that better myself. I don't think. Um, yeah, like if you've uh, whichever of these, whatever subsection of these that you have available in your local LCBO, if, like you know, like he says, if you're pumpkin curious give them a try and uh and you know when they like when the episode drops tell us what you think uh, like what you think your favorite is if you and if you have Please. any other thoughts on them yeah i'd love to know i'd love to know what people think and i and it's more fun if people think we're wrong and you'd be like no no no, that shit was fire that was my favorite one i love that because that shows the depth of of different you know differentiation between palettes and and you know absolutely yeah, I just I enjoyed doing this. Like this was cool. It was kind of like to be honest, part of the fun was the hunt to get the fucking beers because yeah. you know we both went to multiple LCBOs and even last night, Tiff, we we went to this this new well I don't know what it was new to us, um like a bar, a little restaurant that we'd seen. Um, uh, funnily enough, Pat Ozols, who is I don't know if he still is, but he was the photographer for Oast House. Um, he posted from there and we we're like oh it's called bn local so we went there to have a drink and just get a little you know chill because we were like oh the, it might be the last night nice patio night that we can go and grab a drink so we went to do that and as we were walking back to the car there was an lcbo right there and tiff was like oh, i just want to grab some stuff real quick and i just looked and saw the white water i'm like finally so even just on a random trip I managed to finally, you know, find a beer that uh, I, I had trouble getting. So, you know, you could cruising around trying to find all the beers was part of the the fun to do this. Obviously, we had, an, you know, I would suggest if you're going to do it, get a bunch of folks together and just sort of split them all and like enjoy it and do what we did and just try them all. Like, have any, your own pumpkin palooza. Yeah, you know, I find like ours is probably a little wasteful because it'd be better if we were in the same place sharing these things. Um, yeah. I'm I'm going to drink a bunch of these afterwards, obviously, but um, still, yeah, it, it's just re really, really cool, really fun. Now, last year during our Oktoberfest uh, episode when we did, uh, you know, we had Marzins, we had Oktoberfest beers, we had, or Fest beers, we had um, pumpkin beers. There was one specific beer from a devastatingly defunct brewery, uh, now defunct brewery, that we were able to get another bottle of their pumpkin beer which 
I'm very curious about, we're both very curious about, because now that beer is a year plus old, and to see how the spices would have changed. So we thought, we managed to get them, uh, and we like, you know what? Let's uh, let's bust that one open so we can see yep. how that's going. It's quite exciting. Um, I don't know if I'm going to get through this whole thing tonight, so I'm going to have to cork this bottle up. But... This might be the goat of pumpkin beers, potentially. I mean, you know, I guess we'll see. So it was my like it, it was my favorite last year, and I'm fairly certain, um, if I'm remembering right, that uh, Hop Girl Heather named this pumpkin beer of the year uh, for like from her thing last year as well. <laughs> well, it sounds like we're all uh, on the same page. So this is the Bourbon Barrel Age Pumpkin Spice Rat Queen Imperial Stout. From the legendary Barncat Artisan Ales. And uh, I'm excited to rest in power indeed. Uh, Devastating. But, uh, you know, our good friends at Durand here in Hamilton, I don't know if I want to put it on blast, but they have the best. uh, Oh, motherfucker. Trying to always like put things back in my crazy can thing. They have a nice little stash of Barncat beers that we were able to, uh, you know, get our hands on. So we were quite excited uh, that they had some of these from last year that I think that people front. I did have one dude tell me that he listened to the pod and then went to Duran and picked up like a whole bunch of Barncat. Smart man. Yeah. Yeah. So there's still a bunch there, but I'm kind of, I kind of look at it as like, I've got a bunch of Barncat here, bottles, obviously. And I'm like, oh, I kind of yep. look at it as a person, as like a stash. When when I'm ready, I can pull the trigger and, and grab more. Oh, that right. smells amazing. I'm just going to pour a little bit for the, uh, I had, I was telling Nate um, off air last night, I did my first uh, big beer Wednesday. Probably most of the summer I didn't do it because I was, I just had too many other beers to get through and uh, feeling it a little bit today because I went hard. Oh, yeah, look at that. Oh, gorgeous. A year-old bourbon barrel-aged imperial stout, and that might have one of the best heads that we've poured of any of the beers tonight. Yeah, well, I actually did mine super small. I did it gentle, but uh, yours looks glorious. Nathaniel, Mm -hmm. cheers to you, kind sir. Cheers, brother. Oh, this nose is insane. Oh, my God. Okay, (laughs) this is not even fair. Oh, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, this is what the fuck it's all about. This is what it's all about, Nathaniel. Oof. Isn't that ridiculous? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I think that... Uh, That's unfair. I feel like... Um, I feel like it's going to get... Let's going to get five. Let's going to get five checking on Untapped right there. Oh, yeah. Is it just PSRQ? Is that what it's called? PSRQ? Uh, well, I mean, oh, there it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, look, right. okay, no, yeah. So, bourbon barrel aged PSRQ Imperial Stout with pumpkin spices. That's it. So, this is their Rat Queen Stout, which is arguably one of the best stouts to ever be made in this province for sure, which is why it's so devastating. Oh my god, I feel like you could probably say in the country pretty, mm. pretty safely. I gave it 475. I'm just gonna bump that up to five. Yeah, that, love. that seems rude, if I'm honest. Yeah, no, I, I, I took care of that. I took care of that. Um, 
I mean, obviously the bourbon notes are in there. They're um, this is so delicate. Um, the the pumpkin spices are probably more subtle than they were last year, but I don't think it, they've dropped that much. I really you thought know, they dropped more. No, I, I I was just about to say, I like they actually don't feel like they've dropped that much at all. Mm. Um, I feel like the stout, it like it's still drinking magnificently. It's got a bit more heat to it, but like but not in a harsh way, if that makes any sense. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's definitely not it's, harsh uh, at all. It's certainly soft. It's quite soft. Yeah. It, it, like it, it is quite soft. Um, like frothy almost even. Yeah. Um, it was interesting is that normally these, like the super big Imperial stouts, they just, they're like motor oil. Like you can't see through it now. And because I didn't pour much in this glass, I'm tilting it to sip and I can see through it at the bottom. Which I find so interesting. I've, so I've got more of a full pour here, and like, and this definitely is more of a motor oil kind of vibe there. So I think anything that you can see through there is more just because you've got like a thinner layer of it in the bottom, like in the bottom of your glass there. That's fair. Um, it's just um, it's, it's just glorious. But something I love here, and this speaks to the quality of this here. Like if you like, like the head has faded down a little bit now, but it's got that nice Lacing. espresso crema. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, layer yeah. on top. You know what I mean. I, I even have it here on this little bit. It's sort of a little tough to see in the camera, but there's like a there's like a like a like a little like r layer on top, like a real almost like an oil slick of crema. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just spectacular. And the fact that um, oh, there it is. Yeah, I just gave it a little swell, and there she is. Like she's popped right up. Oh, it's gorgeous. Yep. There's like a little like oh. a. Like a zip, like a zippy tang to it as well, which is probably just more mm -hmm. of a result of the the barrels. It's there so is a zippy smooth. tang to it, yeah, definitely. And mm. I'm even getting mm. a bit more of kind of like a graham crackery kind of thing. I can see that to the malt, like to the malt bill, along with the like along with the notes of dark chocolate and. Yeah. Um, at, like and vanilla and uh talk to me Keep at, talking. like and dry like and dried fruits like yes. uh, like kind of like, like kind so, of a prune and date ooh. like sort of thing going on Let's it's go. so complex and then add on top of that a nice bit of warming spice it's it's just money yeah this is glorious this is a special beer, and that's why we kept it to last. Obviously, the ABV, but also like this was just a little bonus because we were able to get it, and we we're like, ah, oh, let's let's bring this back again. And it kind of felt yeah. right to have it this year. And honestly, I think he's only got a couple. I, I, we could even pre-grab it for next year if we really wanted to get uh, funky with it. Which might not be a bad idea because mm. we've got a few weeks an idea. from recording till this episode even comes out. So by the time the people yep. even hear this, we could have snatched them bitches up. Good to go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about that. But yeah, yeah this is a yep. spectacular beer. And um, I guess it's a little more meaningful now that uh, we know that this is never happening again. And, um, you know, Bankat are uh, unfortunately, you know, uh, over and doing their thing now. And I hope they're both happy living their full lives, knowing what they did. And what they contributed. But uh, yeah, this is yep. great, man. This is just such a great example of a pumpkin spice beer. And it's like, Bunkout did 
a lot of fun stuff, a lot of traditional stuff. You know, they did a bit of everything. And I felt like this is just like the perfect execution on on one of, you know, the best out in the country. It's uh just phenomenal. It's they they should yeah, be proud it really of this. Is. To really show what sort of pumpkin beers, like people kind of laugh at pumpkin beers, I guess. And you and me being like the fans of kind of, you know, we love the, I would almost say now that you and me were kind of like made it known that we love all the ridiculous shit. But I always kind of find that we kind of love the more, less ridiculous stuff these days. Um, more, more so. We're both creaming over Fespias and Crispies and like. Oh, I think so. Imperial like, Stouts like, and stuff. Like really at its core. Our whole thing with the ridiculous shit was way more about just finding the haters ridiculous than <laughs> yeah. it more was about boosting the, uh, the, the like that's really what it was all about at its core. It's just, yeah. the, the, like it's just don't take this shit too seriously. It's for crap fuck's sake. Yeah, that's what it always like. That's what it was always about. Um, but yeah, like as for what we actually really would prefer to drink most of the time. Like, you know, if you give us a really, really well-made Pilsner, like, we're we're happy. We're not asking for anything else. Uh, Like, you know, like a really, really beautifully well-made Pilsner, uh, you know, a Marzen Fest beer, a, like, delightful West Coast or classic American IPA. Like, we, like, that's, like, that's perfect for us. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. And obviously, we both love haze. You know, we both love big barrel aged imperial stouts. I feel like it's like the the fun. Like I'm drinking smoothies sporadically, and, and the only smoothies I'm really getting occasionally when Third Moon drops something. And then, like, if you got me some brewski the other day, and I still have some Masorum I grabbed from like a month ago. Like, don't really grab a lot of smoothies like I used to. I just kind of prefer to have crispies and some good West, all the things you just talked about. Like if I could drink a fest beer every drinking session, I would be ecstatic. That's fucking amazing. Yeah. And have the big yeah. beer night of the week where I just get to really dive into some like well crafted. Cause you can't go and make some sloppy ass fucking big stout. Like they have to be well crafted or it's not going to pass. Yeah. So, you know, just something beautiful, whether it's you know, barrel aged or not, just it's interesting because you know, we were known as yeah. those people like, and then Go. yeah like my god like like two of the last three pods that we did before this we started the night with a fest beer and like it was just fantastic that was one so of those good. cases of like i don't even care i'm drinking this entire can oh. it's just too good the sawdust that was so oh. fucking good and what was the one before that the oh the flux oh the flux man. God damn, that was one of fucking one of the best beers. It I was had spectacular. In a while. It, like it, it was just so good, and it just I love the, it. The, 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 like that just starts the night off right. It if you really start does. your drinking session with a, like, like with a fest beer, it's like that can only be a good thing. That's it. I guess we could take this time to maybe you know because it's a pumpkin podcast, but it's also a full beer. You know, this is the time of year we could shout out a few of the fest beers. I saw you drinking this, and then I went and grabbed it. Um, unfortunately, it was this particular beer was placed with the pumpkin, but the Muskoka Fest beer in the big ass yeah. five hundred and sixty eight mil Stein size can. I saw you drink it, and I was like, "Yo, how's that?" And you're like, "It's fire." I'm like, "Fuck yes," and um. I grabbed that and it was fantastic. And it was great because it was in the big ass can. So I had plenty of Fespi and it was like five point something. 
um, if I'm not mistaken, it was over five. So it was a little, yeah. even if it was like five, three or something, but it was like, it was great. You know, a third, uh, um, Tooth and Nail just had their anniversary, and you kind sir went and grabbed me the Victory Parade Fest. Is that the Victory Parade the Fest beer? Yep. Um, I haven't yep. cracked it yet because I'm saving it for Saturday. I can't fucking wait. I'm gonna crush that. I'll just like it's just such a beautiful it's time fantastic. of year. Fantastic. Do you? Oh, do you know then of any other Fest beers aside from that Muskoka uh, one that are available in the LCBO that people could grab? That uh, you know, obviously the tooth and nail is, is direct from the brewery, and some of the other ones we've been drinking, flux, uh, sawdust. I don't yes, know if they did distro uh, that. I, I can think of one other. Um, Leftfield has a fest beer in the LCBO called Mister Oktoberfest. Oh, cool! I'll look out for that then. Oh, specifically, it's dope. I, I, yeah? I, I just had it this week. Hell yeah. But then also just to be clear, like to be clear, you can order any of these shit guys, like, you know, order. Yeah, of course you can. Do an order from Sawdust, get some, get it in you, a volume to a version 2.0 and then grab some fucking, uh, I don't know how to say it because Sam said it, but it's German. It's like, yeah, yeah. It's Shagmet, a, it, listen, like listen to episode one, like one forty five. It's like Sagamelstad or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> something like that, but it's the fest beer. And even if they don't distro it, grab it. It was fantastic. You know, we drank like six beers that night. A lot of them were big. And that was the first beer. I crushed the fuck out of that. I think you did too. Um, I did too. Yeah, there's just a lot of great full beers that uh, are available right now. I bet there's probably other ones in the LCBO that we're not uh, aware of. I remember having like a Sons of Kent um, Oktoberfest beer from yeah. the LCBO a year or two ago that that was really good. There's there's Ooh, so much and, stuff. Uh, yeah. and, Dominion, and Dominion City recently uh, like recently dropped a fest beer. They're having their Oktoberfest celebration um this coming like this coming weekend which will have long passed by the time this episode comes out but uh <laughs> um but uh, but maybe their fast beer will still be available by the time it does okay amazing if you do grab that you just go grab us a can that would be that'd be sick if you do get it no stress. i got you bro my man um but yeah this it's like real you know it's a fun time of year i feel like like we kind of were saying at the beginning um it's probably the our favorite time of, of year as far as beer. I feel like it's the most interesting. You got all the fest beers, Oktoberfest, Marzins, pumpkins, all this stuff that like only comes at that wet time. Hop. Like wet hop. Oh, I made sure. Did you get Bine Hunter? I got I grabbed the Bine Hunter this year, the Bellwoods. I didn't. I didn't. I missed out. And I again I was actually just looking at the at the Bellwood store and they're already sold out. If I go back in, they might have some in, in the retail stores. Um if, uh, if you happen, if you happen, if you happen to spot any, uh, I'll grab one for you up. for sure. Um, um, on that, up. like on, on that note, uh, Dominion City just dropped winding down the binds today. Oh, they're uh, wet up IPA as well. Great one. Yeah. See, like there's a but. See, like what other time of year has this many unique styles that only come around harvest? I feel like almost like if. If you look at maybe like a thousand years ago or something, isn't this probably the time of year that humans celebrated the most? Like harvest is when they get all the, the, the food together to be able to get them through a harsh winter when before they had all of the the modern luxuries that we have of refrigeration and all this stuff. So like the harvest is such a wicked time of the year. So, you know, looking at this now, this is pretty fucking fire that we have access to all of this really cool stuff 
you know, lean into that shit, bro. Enjoy it. Soak it up. You know, support the breweries. Yep. I mean, I guess, you know, they need it now more than ever. And we really wanted to do this episode. Like, Nate, you're, you, just to give you props, the idea really was the the ones that are available at the LCBO because we didn't want to bring, aside from this, the Pumpkin Spice Rat Queen, which was just kind of fun. But, um, you know, beers that are completely, you know, easily available for everyone. And we're just, that's why we're just sprinkling in a couple of little, like, you know, fest beers and other different things at the end here that, you know, there's so many different things that you can get to celebrate the season. Thanks. You know, the, we're actually recording this like, uh, this is Thursday before Thanksgiving in Canada. So there's probably no point promoting that now because you would have been long gone. But, uh, by the time this comes out, like, you know, just a lot of these beers will still be around. So you still be able to have these beers long after you, you know, eating your pumpkin pie. Um, you know, it's, it's fun. I'm actually thinking we're doing a, a Thanksgiving at a Dan's place. We, we made Dan host it this year, um, which is my girlfriend, Tiffany's cousin. He, uh, cause he's a big man. So now he's got a place in Toronto. So we're like, all right, you're fucking hosting. Boy. Yeah, exactly. So Tiff and I got this, this local bakery here in Hamilton. We found that's unfortunately closing down, which is terrible, but, um, they do like pumpkin pie cheesecake and all this other crazy shit. So Oof. we did a big order of a whole bunch of real fun, like dessert stuff. And, um, I was going to raid the cellar and bring a bunch of like big, nice bottles up to, to split with man's and, and, you know, even if you don't want to do like cellar raids and stuff like, you know, this type of stuff, all of these beers, all of these beers will be perfect. Um, along with all of the, the desserts. So I hope that, uh, you know, even if I imagine people would have gone to the LCBO, hopefully listening to this in the meantime. And if they didn't, they'll be able to hear about some other ones they can get their hands on. So with that said, Nathaniel, was there anything else we wanted to touch on, on this episode, uh, before we take it home? No, man, I think that's it. I think we covered yeah. it. I think we did well. So let's get a little thumbnail. This yeah. is good. This is like efficient. I knew this one would be a little more efficient than the average, uh, uh, pumpkin, the average uh, podcast, <laughs> the average pumpkin, saying P words. <laughs> I don't know how, how many of these I can get in my hand here. Uh, probably uh, be able to do four. Yeah, I can only get a couple because of my uh, thumbnail, my, what's it called? Screenshot hand. All right. Make sure you see that lactose. Ready? You got it? There you go. That's better. Gorgeous. Nathaniel, where can everybody find you online, you bloody legend? You find me everywhere at Nathan Does Beer and right here. Every week, Nathaniel on tap. Uh, guys, thank you so much for watching and listening. If you enjoyed the episode, smash the thumbs up, hit subscribe below, hit that notification bell. You know, Nate. Ding. So you know when the new episodes drop. Follow us everywhere at BAOS Podcast. Check out the long-form audio. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everywhere. Throw us five stars. Give us five stars for pumpkin. Just, you know, it helps. It helps a lot. Get the word out. Give us um, five pumpkins. Give us five pumpkins, guys. That's what we want. Just five pumpkins. Um, enjoy. Happy Thanksgiving, even though it's going to be much after. But I want to express that sentiment anyway. Um, yeah, man. We'll see you guys in the next one. Get it in ya. Cheers. <laughs>